0: Hello, welcome. My name is Michael Dorinda, and I'm joined today by...
1: Uh, Greg Skerman.
0: Today and always, and this is episode one of the Ripples podcast. Now, those of you hearing my voice not for the first time will be wondering, Michael, why are you doing a fourth, a fifth podcast? Um, This kind of comes off the back of the, the welcome that I did to laricon australia in 2023 and kind of the the theme of that conference was ripples and how putting yourself out there thanks to uncle aaron francis can lead to unexpected but good things happening to you in the future and whether those things are immediate or six months or three years down the track you never know the the whole intent is to put yourself out there and greg is joining me because greg has been living the ripples dream since the conference putting himself out there overcoming his inhibitions and perhaps his fears of not necessarily public speaking but putting himself onto that Laracon stage has led to good unexpected things happening and i'll let greg talk about that but that that's kind of what this podcast is is going to be a bit more like it's you know it's not a laravel news it's not a necessarily talking about the the things that i'm doing at work or the things that i'm doing in my you know outside of work or anything like that there are already places for that this is going to be more about people's journeys and you know it'll evolve over time maybe we'll bring guests on maybe it'll just be greg and i talking about these things um in perpetuity and um but we thought we would just get the ball rolling we've been talking about starting this podcast for about three weeks now and so i've said if we want to get out in january we have to do it now so There'll be no edits, there'll be no tidying it up, we're just going to hit record, we're going to do our 30 minutes and then we're going to ship it to the world for everyone to hear. So Greg, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm the director of technology at a Brisbane based uh, company called iSeek Plant. So we're Australia's largest online construction marketplace. Um, I think it has been referred to as the Tinder of the construction industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so primarily we, uh, we uh, connect people who need heavy plant equipment and construction services with the people who have those things and supply those things, which is, As it turns out, a really wicked problem that has um, absorbed me for going on seven years now. Um, And during that time, I've had an opportunity to play with some interesting things. And not that I necessarily thought there were interesting things when I um, started doing them. I just started, like all of us, I guess, just started doing things. Um, And in the last few years, probably last five years, I've become really, really obsessed with... um, workflow and uh, team performance and uh, how to get the most out of a small group of people, because like a lot of startups, particularly in Brisbane, um, you know, budgets aren't unlimited. Um, and particularly after like the tech wreck, there's not like millions and millions of dollars available. So mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out ways that I can get um, the very best out of the people that I can afford to have um, without burning them out and like without like completely destroying their personal lives, which yeah. I guess would be the other way to do it. Um, and yeah, that was the sort of basis of um, of a pitch I put together for Alaricon Talk, which I wasn't expecting to get accepted. And then it got accepted, so um, yeah, uh, here we here we are. And yeah, I figured it'd be it'd be a good idea to chat about some of this stuff, and um, you know, potentially get some of these ideas into the wider community. Tell people like it's okay to like, talk about the work you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point that you raised, that I think you, you put maybe two or three submissions forward to speak yeah, at two. Laracon AU. And as you say, you were surprised that the one that I selected was probably not the one that you were expecting and probably the one that was mm. less cooked up in your head when when it was submitted. But I think the ripples... <laughs> that have come from that talk have have shown you that that is really something that resonates with the community and with a lot of Mm. people not only tech leads and engineering managers but you know for developers in those teams how you can build software faster how you can ship smaller things how you can focus on what's really important to the business and and on the back of that, you've certainly been putting yourself out there a lot more and putting those ideas and thoughts out into the world, and it's led to some interesting mm. things for you as well commercially in terms of mentoring and training.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, that was completely not planned. Um, I had a bunch of people reach out to me on the, I think, initially on the night of the After Dark at Laracon, which, by the way, that that as a first time speaker that's the most like wonderful experience so if if you get anything out of anyone's talks when you go to these things um you don't i mean you get a round of applause when you leave the stage um but that's not that's not really feedback i think in a lot mm-hmm. of times you sort of wonder whether or not that's just people being polite yeah um but getting having people come up to you and say you know that really resonated i'd like to dig into that a little bit more um was uh, sort of the first uh, impression that I got that people might actually be interested in this stuff I've then had people reach out to me after the fact um, to, to, to want to go into some things in, in, in greater detail and i um, thought for a for a little while that perhaps I should um, offer it as a service um, there seemed to be enough interest out there that people might be willing to um, to pay to uh, have me speak to them on a on a sort of monthly basis and mm-hmm. help them through some of their problems um, didn't yeah, that, that wasn't something that I expected um, to be doing. I didn't go into this whole thing with, with that in mind. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 true what Aaron says. just You do
0: stuff and stuff happens. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And that's that's kind of where we've landed here is that, you know, you were probably one of the earliest people to see bits and pieces of my talk. I think you and I connected kind of quite well um, be- mm. before the conference and the lead up to the conference, and certainly we've – We've been talking a lot since the conference about different ideas that we've got and just the things that we've seen, the the Ripple's concept, the Ripple effect is, you know, it is a thing, but it took me a while and it wasn't until I was speaking to my friend Alex from Maxo, one of our sponsors, that that kind of clicked into place that he sort of unrelatedly mentioned something about me introducing him to Tailwind two, three years ago now. And and how he'd only just come around to that idea. But then he he said, you know, maybe you had created a ripple and and that that kind of I had all the the pieces of my my welcome address in place. It was not until he used that exact wording that it kind of made sense. Mm. And as I said, that became the theme of the conference. And we've seen a lot of that from, you know, um not only speakers like yourself. I know Marty Friedel has has been doing his bits mm. and pieces out in the in the world since the conference and, and also attendees. I know Mitchell Davis has really taken that to heart and he's started his own podcast, which you you were on the first episode, I think, with um yeah. with James Brooks. Yeah. So we'll link that up in the show notes. But it's it's these little things. And I'm interested to stay connected with the community that, you know, especially the people that were at Laracon to kind of see how they've taken that out into the world and whether or not that's something that, you know, actually lives from, from Laracon to Laracon. So when we do Laracon AU 2024, that, you know, we can revisit it a little bit and see, you know, how much of an impact that did have over, you know, it's been three months now since Laracon AU 2023. Mm. So over the next nine months, how much of that is carried forward? You know, not, not even, or not specifically yourself, because we'll talk about this every other week, once a month. However, however often we decide to to run this podcast, and to see how you're progressing with you know the mentoring and the coaching, and and see if that grows or if something that kind of drops off. But also maybe we we reach out to people that attended Laracon and see if that had an impact on them, um, and how mm. you know especially different speakers. We we pluck all kinds of different speakers from different parts of not only the Laravel community, but also just kind of around the fringes. I know that Nina gave a really powerful talk about, you know, overcoming your circumstances and and going out and doing something like that. It may not seem like a lot to you and me specifically, um, but to the people that, you know, that look like Nina, you know, the people that have mm. been in those situations does seeing someone on stage like that impact you very differently to how it impacts you and me? And and, you know, to see how yeah, that sure. impacts people. So I'm I'm really interested to see if it if it if, if this was like a flash in the pan that lives only at Laracon or if people really took that to heart and kind of follow that through to, to see where that lands mm. in another nine months time.
1: Yeah, I mean I think it's um it's a powerful concept. I mean, I've I've been following Aaron for a number of years. Um, he and I connected over some technical stuff around server side rendering um, with Laravel Vapor, and have sort of uh, time zones notwithstanding, have stayed in uh, mm-hmm. stayed in contact relatively consistently from them. So, I, I, obviously, I was aware of his message um, almost since he started talking about it. Um, but I think actually giving it a name like Ripples has kind of For me, that kind of – I think the analogy you made of just throwing a pebble into the pond and then watching the ripples emanate kind of made me think that you can do it a lot more intentionally. Like, it's not just a case of working in public. You can actively decide to try and make a particular kind of ripple. For me, um, I I mean, I'm a technical manager of a Laravel team, so I'm sort of in the Laravel community, but my particular um, – areas of expertise are probably on the fringes of what Laravel is and I don't see it getting talked about a lot in the Laravel community and I'd love that it was talked yeah. to more. So I, part of what I'm trying to do is seed some of these ideas that, um, that come out of big tech and come out of working in startups um, into the Laravel community more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think giving it a name like that's allowed it to be a little bit more intentional and I think... Um, but that's, that's certainly part of it. Um, the other thing about the community is that uh, Australia is a really, really large – for those who don't live in Australia who might be listening, you know, there we go jinxing it to say that there's going to be anyone <laughs> who's interested in hearing. Um, Australia is a really, really large country with a relatively small population. So the Laravel community is a really um, – I don't want to say fractured, but it is sort of burdened by a lot of distance yeah, um, between sure. the cities. Um, and, and having some central idea um, – that we all gravitate to, um, like this ripples concept, I think is a really powerful way of um, of building community as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting you you point out the size and and to people living in Europe thinking I'll just drive over to Sydney. You know, it's it's not quite that. In, I I just did it over <laughs> Christmas, and it's like an eighteen hour drive. It's not just like it's not driving yeah. England to France and to Switzerland and to to Italy. It is. Mm. Like to cross state lines is hours and hours of driving. So, um, yeah. well, if
1: you live in Queensland like me. Just to go to the next city is an hour yeah. and
0: a half. Like, just <laughs> yeah. So not quite. It's, it's it's and it, like we know that the community is there because they turned up to Laracon, and I hope that they turn mm. up to Laracon again. And and they all connect. But hearing hearing the stories, especially for people that are living more remotely, more regionally, those those connections don't exist between the conference and something that we kind of want to do. And and, I, and I'm not sure exactly how, because even the capital city based meetups are kind of, we're all talking about Laravel, but, but they're all doing their own thing. There's, there's not really any cross um, communication or, or, you know, synergy of ideas or of operations or anything like that. Each one is doing their own thing. So, it's it's a little bit siloed towards a common goal and that it culminates in Laracon AU. You know, we're fortunate to be in a position to now have that and hopefully Knock On would have that annually now. Um is is mm. really good. But I think trying to to keep everyone connected more consistently and and to stay in touch. Like I one of the, the people that has helped me out in previous laracons and, and certainly did in, in 2023 Rocco, he turns out lives about 15 minutes away from my sister who lives on the other side of the country in some way you wouldn't expect, you know, to, to be. And so I was there and, and we caught up and we had dinner when I was there. And, and when I was doing you know, venue tours around the country for Laracon this year, I, I caught up with, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, yourself and, and Jess and a few of the other people that are, that are based in, in Brisbane. So, you know, it's, it's something that's kind of lost because we're so far apart. Um, and like, I know the same is uh, true for Laracon EU and Laracon US where you, you know, you're getting together and seeing your friends and, you know, it's like catching up with an old friend. You just pick up where you left off. But it'd be nice if if that would be a little bit more consistent, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people travel for work too. And sometimes you can be in a strange city for a week and, um, I've often find myself wondering whether or not there's a yeah, an event or a meetup I could mm. go to, um, and just knowing when they're on, it's kind of. you know. I, I run the the Brisbane-Laravel meetup with um, um, help from Jess Archer and some others, um, but I, I don't think you would know when the next one is or where do we no. even find where. The and next usually, one I find out might actually, you know, a be few hurt. hours
0: before. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know, there's there's messages about it in the PHP Australia Slack. Like, you know, this is coming up next month or. You know, mm. today's the event, so the next one is like next month. Here is the date, but between when you say it's happening next month and that date, like I've forgotten forgotten mm. about it until you know a few hours before, where a reminder goes out. Hey, this thing is tonight. So it's um, it's yeah, it's connected, but it's fractured in some ways, um, and not like bad fractured. It's just that yeah. there's never really been any concerted effort to try and bring it all together. Just so that, you know, as you say, if people yeah, are travelling, you know, if you go from Brisbane to Adelaide and, and you can go, oh, there, there's a meetup tonight, you know, I'll go and hang out with some Laravel people while I'm here because I've got nothing else to do other than sit in my hotel room and stare at the wall, mm-hmm. so. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it, the, the, I, mean I know Australia is probably roughly the same size as the US by area, but, the, you know, we've got, like, what? A tenth of the yeah. population, and that's 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 really the the, the crucial the crucial part. I, I interestingly ran the, the the Brisbane Laravel meetup. I think uh, a week and a half after um, Laracon AU, and there was a real appetite for meetups. Like we, obviously, we were um, channeling some mad Laracon mm-hmm. energy um, at the time, but we had I think the biggest turnout we've had. Um, we had a bunch of people who um, hadn't had never shown up uh, before. Uh, which was really great, which kind of spurred me on to thinking that um, there's definitely something there and it'd be great to sort of sort of trap the lightning in a bottle um, and keep that sort of energy yeah. rolling throughout the entire year. It's also a great way of pipelining speakers because like I can tell you, I, I've spoken at meetups before. Um, I can tell you that the fear is real when you're trying to stand up front of 300 people. Um, so it, it's good to get some practice yeah. under your belt um, with a smaller, perhaps, Friendlier, not that the audience at Laracom was not The expectation but, is different
0: um, at a meetup. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, at, at, at Laracom, people are paying good money to, to hear you speak. It kind of <laughs> puts the weight mm-hmm. of the world on your shoulders that you've got to deliver yeah. some value. Pipelining
0: is certainly is yeah. the, the way to look at it as well. You know, if you if you think that you can speak but you're not really sure, you know, you've got that, that bee in your bonnet about being scared speaking in front of the audience, then the meetups are a great way to do it. And the meetups are also a great way for the organisers like yourself and and those in, you know, Sydney and Melbourne and, and in Adelaide to kind of pick out those speakers and go, hey, I think you've got something here. I think you should seriously consider whether or not you want to present that um, on a bigger stage. And, mm. like, it's it's a good launch pad. You know, as we've talked about already with yourself, you know, you've, you've given a talk and you've ended up in a position to offer coaching as a service. Um, You know, Tim and Jess, they spoke at Laracon 2019 and they both work for Laravel now. Simon Frasciotis, you know, he's off doing his own thing. Not, you know, not that he wasn't already on that trajectory, I think, beforehand, but he's now in a position where he's, he's doing what he loves doing with Kent C. Dodds. Like, you know... And he's been putting himself out there for years and he's been doing the work. But I think putting yourself on a big public stage, especially something as big as a a Laravel, whether it's US or Australia or Europe or India, even if it's a, a Laravel live in the UK or Denmark, like putting yourself on that stage is going to unlock unexpected good things.
1: Yeah. I think it's also important too that um, I was actually having a, an unrelated conversation um, with a friend recently um, about similar sorts of things. And, you know, the the sort of imposter syndrome is real and sometimes that can get um, reinforced if the thing that you put yourself out there doesn't land quite the way that you expected it to. I think one of the things that um, Aaron pointed out in his talk at um, US last year was that your job isn't to make people um, engage with your content or engage with the message that you're saying. Your job is just to get your message out there, and really, it's about consistency, right? It's about it's not just about going and speaking at a meetup or submitting a talk for Laracon. It's it, it's about doing some of the stuff that Mitchell's mm-hmm. doing. He's like Mitchell missed out on speaking at Laracon by, as I understand it, like one, one spot, an <laughs> inch, yeah. <laughs> um, so. I mean, he could have taken that as "I'm not good enough, uh, I'm not going to do this," or he can go and create a podcast mm-hmm. and invite the speakers and other people from uh, from the yeah. community to talk about that as a as a way of, of of latching onto that. So, so really, it's just a case of you just got to keep doing stuff. Like, no one knows what's going to work. Yeah. no one has a clue what's going to work, and you've just got to keep throwing it out there. And um, you know, you'll take you'll take some lumps. God knows, I have. Um, but you know. If you're not gonna if you, if you don't put yourself out there, yeah. you'll
0: never know. Yep. Yeah, you've gotta you've gotta try the things and see what works and, and hone in on the things that work. And like not everything's gonna work. Um, you know, the old the old saying, if you fall over seven times, well you've got to get up eight times, kind of thing. To just keep trying the things, find 100%. the thing that works and then make that thing stick and pursue that until that doesn't work anymore and then, you know, maybe do something else. But yeah, you've gotta you've gotta start. I think is the thing, um, and and you'll never yeah, know sure. if you don't start. You know, there's the what-ifs. And it'll be the yeah. silliest oh, yeah. thing.
1: It'll be the silliest thing. It won't be the thing you expect it was. <laughs>
0: um, it, Adam Wilden's yeah. a good example like, of that. It, you know, he's now the Tao the and Kingpin of the world. But that all started not because he was building. Not, he didn't set out to build a CSS framework. What he was doing was setting out to build a SaaS platform to make selling his content that he had created you know, courses and things like that, books, he set out to make something easy to sell the tools. And everyone that was watching his streams was watching his streams and saying, what's that CSS framework you're using? And he's like, oh, it's just this dumb thing that I copy and paste between all of my projects that I throw away. And, you know, now, like, that has set him up. And, like, don't don't get me wrong, not everyone is going to create, you know, this massive company around an open source CSS framework. It's just not not realistic, but it's it's putting the things out there and really listening to the people that are paying attention because they will tell you mm. more often than not the direction that you should be heading in. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And it's, it's the same with product development. Like the, the, the parallels between what we actually do professionally and doing that sort of working publicly are, are pretty crazy, right? We, I always talk about working in small disposable increments of work and that's effectively the same thing, yep. right? Just try a bunch of stuff yep. and see what works. Um, um, And, yeah, it, yeah, Adam is like the, the, the poster child for, for that concept because yeah, he, I, I don't think – I mean, I, I don't know Adam, but I get the impression from that story that he had no clue that that was the yep. golden ticket at all. Yep.
0: I mean, and he yeah. was in a fortunate position of, cool. of having – you know, put out the Refactoring to Collections book. So he had a bit of a cushion there for himself where he could take some time and then go and build that thing. Um, But, you know, it was not until he put himself out there with that. And, uh, you know, he was was speaking at conferences before that and he was publishing content and he was in the public eye. He had, you know, the Full Stack Radio podcast. Like he was doing all of these things in public, building an audience which culminated – in you know him being in a position that he is basically set for for life, um, and again, well, for long as long he as he wants, to, wants do to do that, you know what does he want to do? Is the is the thing that came out of um, when he was talking to Ian and Aaron on their podcast uh, before Christmas. So you know, it, it, that I think that's that's what we kind of want to hone in on 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 this show. Really, is just. Yeah. Finding the people and and the things that they're doing, hearing the you know the unexpected stories and the unexpected outcomes, and you know Adam is the financial poster child, but you know Aaron Francis really is the the spiritual parental figure of of this movement, and like it is, it has traction in the community. I think I was just very fortunate to kind of put a bow on it. In, in the way that I did last mm. year. And I had all the disparate pieces. Um, and, like, I said to him and I said to Matt Stauffer, who I also borrowed some ideas from, I said, I wouldn't ordinarily do this kind of welcome, but because it's been four years, I think it's important to really set the tone and set the focus for what, what the conference is all about and why people come to the conference and, and you know, the, the things that kind of come out of the back of it. Um, you know, it's... Yes, it's about the speakers. Yes, it's about the presentations. And and hopefully this year it'll be much more evident that like it's about the community and the connections that you build. And whether that's Laracon AU or another conference that you attend, the community and the connections that you build and the energy that you have from that environment does not exist the moment that conference ends and you're back on the plane home. Like you just can't recreate it. It's not the same jumping on a phone call or talking on Slack or in Discord or on Laracasts forums. Like, those are just, really, those are just avenues for Q&A and, like, help and I'm um, stuck on something. They're not the same as, like, I, I tweeted a photo of, of Marcel and Nuna um one, you know after the conference finished we were just hanging out in the in the hotel restaurant or the res- hotel bar and it's just like something crazy is going to come from that conversation that's happening right there and that's only going to happen because those two people are in the room at the same time
1: yeah yeah and I, this this was the real cruelty of the whole um, pandemic right is that so much of that stopped um, i think it's been said heaps of times by lots of people that 80% of communication is non-verbal. So even if you're on a Zoom call, you just don't, it just doesn't have doesn't hit the same, mm-hmm. right? You can't pick up on that subtle cue that someone's really excited about something that, you know, you've just said something and you might have hit on an idea. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it it was good to get back. It was good to actually get back and and, and, and feel a community. Um, and it, it's, an, it's an absolutely awesome community. I think I've said it heaps of times. I've said it to you. I've said it to James that, like, I don't know James I didn't know James Brooks before mm-hmm. I went there. Um, I, he and I were getting on yep. like a house on fire. Like um, it's it's really like meeting three hundred of your best mates. You just yep. don't know that you've For sure. <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah. Anyway, on the subject of of uh, of uh, Laracon, I know I know a few things. Is there anything that you want to share yeah. in a little bit of a yeah, longer we can. form? <laughs> in a little before bit of a longer want. form. I've got a few
0: minutes here to spare, so <laughs> um, obviously Laracon AU is coming back this year. We made that announcement at the end of the conference, like we were we were already committed to doing it and it was just a matter of figuring out when and where. Um, and so at this stage, I know when and where it will be exactly. I'm working through the final details with the venue coordinator, just working on, um, you know, our requirements and, and some things around uh, quoting and, you know, just... Boring conference organizations, business things. Um, we've we're still because we're still working on a few budget line items to come back in terms of, um, you know, locking that down. We've I've got a rough indication of price. Um, it for, for anyone listening, it's it's I say it's with like a sigh because it's it's going to be more, but we're also going to pack a whole lot more into the conference this year. We're going to do, um, definitely lunch probably afternoon tea on both days we're doing after dark will continue we're doing friday night immediately after the conference on on the grounds of of the venue we'll have a a further networking event and this is something i think it was i think it was you that raised this to me that anyone that speaks Mm. on the second day doesn't have the same opportunity to kind of talk with the audience that the first day speakers do it after dark so I'm really hoping that this gives another avenue for attendees and speakers to kind of really dig into some of those ideas by having the networking event on the second night as well. And, you know, we'll do it immediately after the conference because I know that people want to get back home and things like that um, after the conference is finished, but we're hoping that presenting a formal opportunity for them to network will at least put them onto a slightly later flight, if not going home on on the next day. So the conference will be, uh, it will be a Friday and a Saturday again in November. So you've got, I guess a one in four chance of Th- Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Friday. Yeah. Th- so you said Friday, Saturday, I was going to oh, break everybody no, up. No, it's a Thursday and Friday. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It, it will be on a Thursday and Friday in November. So you've got a, a, one in four chance of, of pinning the tail on that donkey. It's not like a huge secret, but we're, we're just, because, Taylor announced the Laracon. US dates and location last week because Laracon EU is happening at the beginning of February and because Laracon India is happening at the end of March we're kind of holding on like any marketing or anything like that but we'll we hope to have something up by the end of February which will kind of put you in the in the in the headspace for like okay I'm committed to this whether or not you're going to start looking at flights and things like that as I said, Um, tickets will be more. They will be necessarily more than what they were last year, but you're getting double the networking. You're getting catered lunch. So these are all extra things that you don't have to worry about. Like, where am I going to eat Thursday and Friday after the conference? You don't have to worry about what you're doing for lunch. Um, And we've got, we're working on on a whole heap of other things that are just really going to reinforce the community and the networking opportunities, whether or not you take up all of them. You take up some of them. I know that, you know, two days packed like that is a lot, especially for people who are like myself, typically quite introverted in those situations. You can pick and choose, but the the, uh, the options will be there. We're going to make it, you know, as possible for you to get as much out of those aspects. Because that was a big bit what? of feedback what? from last year was that because...
1: Yeah, importantly, this is all driven mm. from feedback, right? Yeah, that was,
0: I mean, that was the main, the two main bits of feedback. Number one was that the chairs were not comfortable, and I can assure you that the chairs this year will be comfortable. <laughs> the, the, uh, when I met with the venue, the, the venue tech that was there said that they have seen dads fall asleep at dance recitals there. So if you can fall asleep at a, you know, in these chairs, I think you'll be okay. Um, and then the, the second thing obviously was that you know the the opportunities to network when when groups got together and they came to the conference they kind of hung out in the conference together they went out to lunch together they came back from lunch together and they went back into the theater and so we're going to going to enable that a lot more this year the the foyer of the auditorium that we've hired out is actually hired out as a separate cocktail function spot so there is plenty of room for us to, to be able to mingle and, and you know, stay in a nice air-conditioned space as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I, I can't wait for it to come around again. Hopefully you'll accept my CFP this year. As long as I stop talking oh. about mint slices and avocados, I guess. You
0: would be <laughs> like if I let you in the door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, I man, think so. I think we're at time. We're a little over, but uh, that's not too bad. That was that was cool. Um, but, yeah, I will look forward to coming back in a fortnight or a month or something mm. and hopefully have something For sure. to talk about. Um, in the meantime, if anyone feels like they want any of my time, you can find me on Twitter. I refuse to call it the other thing. Um, or, <laughs> or LinkedIn. Um, happy to... Uh, Chat about what I might be able to help you with if you ever find anything that I say interesting. Excellent.
0: And we'll have there is your big, my plug. big plug. And we'll uh, <laughs> we we'll have we'll have show notes. <laughs> there won't really be any show notes. This is a very low-key uh, podcast, but you can find the this you can find the podcast at Riverside. No. You can find the podcast at ripples.fm and uh, details will be there if you if you have any suggestions if you want to come on if you if you are one of those people that was in the audience and and want to talk about how ripples may have impacted you or you just want to talk on a podcast find me or or greg on twitter and we will be happy to have a chat but until next time see you all later